Today is Thursday, July 15th. Today's devotional is called Beyond Self. In our fully formed life campaign, we're focusing on what Jesus calls the two greatest commandments. Mark chapter 12, verses 30 and 31, Jesus says, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. The word that I'm using to encapsulate what it means to love God with all our strength is capacity. We're called to love God with every bit of capacity we have. That means time, ability, finances, emotions, relationships, whatever capacity we have, we're supposed to use it to love God. Today we're talking about another way that we tend to limit our capacity, to put a self-imposed limit on our love for God. And that's the idea of self. More specifically, self-sufficiency. Because self-sufficiency is an American value, it has permeated permeated the American church. Our culture uh, tends to look down on neediness or insufficiency. We want to appear... Um, self-sufficient at all times, and really we want to avoid appearing needy at all costs. We have some desire to help others, but only if we can do so without putting our own self-sufficiency in jeopardy. We limit our love for God and neighbor to what we can do without help. But what we think is being responsible is actually a sinful disregard for God's role as provider and his design for community. Our capacity to love God shouldn't be limited by what we can accomplish on our own. We should be relying on God to sustain us and our community to come alongside us. So here's a good reflection question to ask yourself. When's the last time you were at a place of complete acknowledgement of your own inadequacy? When's the last time you prayed a prayer of true desperation? Something like, God, I have nothing right now. No answers. I just need you. Or when's the last time you've relied upon your your Christian family to help you through something difficult? We tend to take pride in not being needy, but if you can't remember the last time that you were, it's not because you're crushing it. I have this theory that I call the self-care conundrum. I don't have hard data to back this, just a single case study, and that's my own marriage. So bear with me for a second. I'll get to the application in just a minute. So here's the self-care conundrum. You know that saying about oxygen masks on airplanes? Put on your own mask before helping others? I think there's some wisdom in that. We have to care for our own health and needs if we're going to be any good to anyone else. You know who needs to hear stuff like that? My wife, Leslie. She can definitely forget about her own needs and get lost helping others. You know who doesn't need to hear that? Me. I'm already too self-centered. The last thing I need is another justification for it. So here's where I think this becomes a real problem. If there were a new best-selling book to come out called Put On Your Own Oxygen Mask First about this concept of taking care of your own needs first, which one of us is going to read it? 
not Leslie. She's too busy reading books about, I don't know, the low-income housing crisis and what she can do to help. I'm the one who would read it because I'm more focused on myself, so I read more self-focused books. I'll read it even though I don't need to hear it, and I'll become even more self-focused. So she won't hear it. She won't get the care she needs. I'll be even more focused on my own needs, and she'll have even more slack to pick up with the kids, with household stuff, etc., as I become more self-focused. So this is what I call the self-care conundrum. And it really applies to the idea of how we each avoid neediness. Leslie and I both would, would like to avoid neediness because that's more universal. When we avoid neediness, we limit our capacity to love God. So if you're like Leslie, you might fail to rely on others out of a prideful desire to always be the helper, never the one in need. Or you might believe that you earn your love from others by helping them. And this lie doesn't seem so bad until you accept the inverse, which is that if you find yourself in a place where you're helpless rather than helpful, you will become unlovable rather than loved. That's people like Leslie. People like me are just the opposite. We tend to avoid need out of selfishness. So if you're like me, you might... Think that the reason that you are never needy, that you never find yourself needing to ask for help, is because you're smart, you make good decisions, you have good boundaries, you never overextend yourself. There's probably some truth to those things, but it's also probably true that you simply have a lot of capacity to love God and your neighbor that you're instead hoarding for yourself and justify by saying, justifying it by saying that it's for your family or for taking care of your own needs or self-care. Those things are important, of course, but it's precisely because they're important that they make such perfect justifications for our capacity hoarding. One last point on hoarding capacity. When we do it, we're not only failing to love God, we're not only failing to love God with all of our strength, but it's also not accomplishing what we think it will. When we have much, when we have just so much margin in our lives, we don't actually become more thankful for what what we have. We don't become less anxious because we're living more comfortably. We just get upset and anxious about smaller and pettier things because our heart hasn't changed. I remember years ago, a pretty well-to-do guy um, approached me and asked for prayer. He was visibly upset and shaken. And he said, Pastor John, I need you to pray for me. And I said, okay, man, what's going on? And the reason he was so upset was because someone in his homeowners association had put in an unsanctioned above-ground pool, which was against their ordinances and bad for their property values. This is what happens when we hoard our capacity. Something like that can ruin our day. One last point on self-sufficiency. Here's a common question that gets raised in the American church context. It's a question that I've discussed countless times in a Bible study or small group context. The question goes something like this. How do we rely on God like the Bible calls us to when we have so much? We have so much and it makes it really difficult to rely on God. And sometimes these conversations, they feel a little bit like playing pretend. It's fortunate people 
talking about wealth and ease of life, like it's this challenge that's happening to them completely beyond their control. Like it's some calling from God that makes it harder to love him, but we're going to do our darndest to balance it and make it work. But there's an obvious and better answer. If having much keeps us from relying on God, then we need to have less. Stop hoarding it. Extend yourself in a way that actually involves trusting in God. Give away something that you care too much about. Help somebody in a way that's really difficult, in a way that you never have before. Step out in faith. Open your home. Give your time. Serve your neighbor. Do something to bring yourself to a place of reliance on God and others. I don't mean poverty. I don't mean financial ruin. But extend yourself outside of self-sufficiency in some way. Ask God for help. Ask your community for help. And experience the joy that comes from trusting God, needing others, and loving God with more of your capacity. If you can't do this, your desire to not need anything from anyone will rob you of the abundant life that Christ desires for you. Thanks for listening.